Hello, and welcome to Birding by Ear. This is a podcast I created to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. My name is Beth, and I live outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. I've been birding for over 20 years, but I am no expert. I'm a fellow student learning and studying bird sound identification. So if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. Today's group of birds are all hard to see because they are secretive, sulky creatures and they live in marshes and wetlands. Thus the title of Heidi Marsh Birds. Knowing what they sound like is especially helpful for these hard to see but not necessarily uncommon birds. Today we will learn about the Sora, the Virginia Rail, the American Bitterin, a brief mention of the Least Bitterin, and the Wilson Snipe. First up, is Sora. The Sora is the most widespread and abundant rail in North America, but like all our birds today, they can be challenging to see because they are often tucked into dense vegetation surrounding the marsh or wetland. They are also known as the Caroline rail, the Spree, and the Meadow Chicken. I think Meadow Chicken might be my favorite alternate name. The most common and distinctive call is a descending whinny that can often be heard emanating from the depths of the cattails. The whinny is long and high, descending and slowing as it goes. One more time, the distinctive whinny call of the Sora. Soras also give a two-note whistle, where the second note rises in pitch. This is the sound that gave rise to the Sora name, Sora. I think this sound is a little creepy and a bit eerie. But I also can't decide if I think it's eerie because it really is, or because it reminds me of that last little bit of daylight before darkness settles over a marsh after a long day of birding when my brain is tired and I don't really know what that sound is. What do you think? Does it sound eerie to you? Soras also have an alarm call that sounds like this. So one more time, all the sounds of the Sora. 
Did you hear about the bird watcher who liked to tell jokes? She was a real comedian. Next up is the Virginia rail. The Virginia rail is another secretive bird that breeds through many parts of the northern United States and Canada. Virginia rails actually make an impressive amount of different noises. During spring, Mel gives a repeated "tinket" song. Let's listen to that one more time. Females also have a song. Side note: I love when I can talk about female bird song. Imagine being good enough not just to identify the chatter from the reeds, but also be able to tell the sex and if there's a pair. That would be awesome. I am not there yet, but maybe one day. Anyway, back to female Virginia rails. They can answer their male counterparts with their own version of a ticket that has a stuttering quality to it. Another sound they make is described as a long sequence of pig-like grunts that tends to trail off at the end. I think it sounds like an evil villain laugh because you can hear me, but you can't see me. <laughs> so one more time, a variety of sounds from the Virginia Rail. Did you hear about the woman who was afraid to go hiking with bold watchers? She didn't want to be a burden. Our next bird today is the American bittern. Despite its relatively large size, this bird is rather difficult to see. Again, because of its secretive nature, but also because of its signature concealment pose, when it stretches out its long neck and points its bill up to the sky and basically disappears into the surrounding reeds. This crazy-looking bird is such a treat to see. But also, just listen to how cool it sounds.
Because they live in such dense vegetation, they use lower frequency call, which will carry further through the reeds than higher pitch sounds. The sound I just played for you is given by males during the breeding season. I'll admit, I don't think I've ever heard an American bittern make this sound in the wild, but I think it would be really cool too. I think it sounds a bit like a grouse, and it is made in, in a somewhat similar fashion. However, instead of air sacs, like a grouse, the bittern stores air in its esophagus to unleash its call. All About Birds describes it as gulps of a thirsty giant. Another descriptions are bubbling water. However you describe it, it's a pretty cool sound, if not also a bit creepy. Females respond with a similar but quieter sound. When flushed, the American bittern can also make a caw-caw sound that sounds like this. This sound, to me, sounds more like the heron or egret, which American bitterns are closely related to. A smaller, compact version of the American bittern is the least bittern. The least bittern is mostly an eastern bird, but it can be seen in parts of California and the extreme southwest of Utah on occasion. So I won't spend a ton of time on it, but here is its typical sound. Would you describe that sound? A coo? A chuckle? I don't know, it's pretty unique. Their alarm call sounds like this. One more time, the least bitterin. Did you hear about the bold watcher who didn't plan his vacation? He was going to wing it. And finally, our last bird today will be the Wilson snipe. All snipe hunt jokes aside, the Wilson snipe is the most easily seen of today's birds, but still can be rather secretive and likes dense wetlands. However, 
During the breeding season, they can be perched on fence posts or other exposed spots. Often, they give a long series of squeaky bark-like notes that sound like this. It reminds me of a shorebird, which of course it is. They also have an alarm call that you can often hear if the bird is flushed. This is the only sound that you'll likely to hear in winter and in migration. The most common sound you will hear from the Wilson snipe, however, is given in flight and is made by air rushing through the two outermost tail feathers. And this is what that sounds like. Here is another version. So one more time, a variety of sounds from the Wilson snipe. Now, just for fun, I'm going to play all of the birds that we talked about today and see if you can remember which ones they are, like a little mini quiz. Here's bird number one. Bird number two. Bird number three. 
Bird number four. And finally, bird number five. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found it helpful. Audio collections in today's podcast were from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds and the audio collection found on audubon.org. As always, special thanks to my bush tip besties and my family for the love and support. Now go and get your ears on birding. <laughs>